IVM TFG Football is an IVM production and you can also check out their other awesome shows like The Seen and the Unseen hosted by Amit Verma where he discusses topics related to economic policies and its impact on our society. You're listening to TFG Football. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of TFG Indian Football Podcast. This is episode number 290 that we're talking about and something strange has happened. This is Chiranjeet. I am in the studio. Usually I am on the phone, but this time I am hosting the show from the studio and uh, who's joining me on the phone? It's Kevin. What's happening, Hello. Kevin? Chiranjeet, I like this role reverse, you know, always taking your place and uh, being on the go. and uh, today you are you are the one who's in one place and i'm feeling good about it yeah you know as the job requires we have to step up to the plate but if it's funny you talked about role reversals it's like everything is going upside down in indian football this season and uh, once again it's centered around kolkata and it's funny because so much happened this week you know uh, Sandesh Jhingan rejected a big offer from ATK to stay at Kerala Blasters. Gokulam Kerala FC went ahead and signed uh, uh, Antonio Frickin German of all people. Albert Roca is saying he's going to leave Bengaluru FC. Usually on a normal week these are the big stories that we elaborate upon and we talk in depth uh, for an episode. But so much else has also been happening is that those stories seem a little bit smaller in comparison. uh and and it's a bit confusing for me sitting here i don't know what today's episode is ultimately going to turn out to be about as as i speak here it it may be about football it may be about politics it may be about a uh, social structure some history thrown in it's it's just a hodgepodge you know as you expect kolkata football to be yeah. and once again east bengal and mohan bagan is, is at the center core of it but thankfully we don't have to go to it immediately because something purely footballing has also happened India has been drawn into a very tough group uh, I won't say Did you call it tough already I will call it tough because it was always going to be tough it's not the toughest that we could have had it's not the easiest that we could have had but what do you think of that uh, grouping Bahrain and uh, UAE hosts and Thailand what do you think of this uh, oh my god uh, this going by you know the names of these teams uh, the, these countries it really you know sounds as you know It, it it's a fair draw i wouldn't say you know because it's easy for us to become become the you know, become a weak side against the strongest team and we can you know it can also turn vice versa because on any given day uh, the team which stands up on that day is is going to be taking all three points and again it's not just about you know uh, it's not a knockout stage that uh, we we should be worrying about it's a league match and even if if it's uh if you, if you talk about uae one of being one of the strongest contenders there they finished third in the last edition of the asian cup so we really have to be you know very about it and we cannot be just putting ourselves down just because uh, it was a tournament where uh, india didn't participate and you know here we have a team called as thailand uh, just going by the rankings uh, we've played them over, over time but we've not had the best of results against either of the three teams so that just you know it it's it's an open group i would say uh, fair because you can't call it strong you can't call it weak because it's on that given day how a team performs and india you know 
just judging by the last uh, year that we've had i think we we can be a good contender to at least finish second or third if not the last in the group uh yeah we are definitely a contender to finish last in the group uh, but uh, you know you've said whoever whichever team is going to be better uh, on that day is going to take it i accept that in terms of playing thailand okay and uh, thailand is obviously our best chance although we haven't had the best of uh, you know performance against them in the past and they are uh, way ahead of us in terms of having a good domestic league uh, having uh, a good investment in the national team and performance in the international stage but it's dude it's the first game right every time we go on a tough tournament the first game is when you expect a little bit of stage fright some jitters it's a r- relatively young squad who have never played in uh, asian cup before uh, we're playing after 8 years of course uh, we missed out on the last one and is the very first game is the one where we actually have a chance to get 3 points and it's fair to say that if we don't win that game we are done like we're not going to go out and beat uh, bahrain or uae especially in their own uh, own home country so it's it's a bit harsh for us to go through that test and it's it's going to be a real real test of character for the players to just immediately deliver you can't have a warm up situation isn't it yeah yeah so there yeah we have a situation where we talk about prior experience at this stage so we do not have anyone apart from sunil chetri and obviously subrata paul if he is uh, going to be picked uh, apart from that we don't think uh, was even uh, so these are the only two players who who went through that absolutely so, yeah so we require more of them but it's not going to be possible uh, possible at this time you can't really get in players who participated in the last tournament who got that uh, who were 30 plus and still kicking and uh, sunil chetri and you know, subrata paul are the t- uh, two leaders that we can look up to uh going into this game but uh, this is where everything comes and uh, you know also talking about players being playing at that level uh, at even at the club level so india as a country haven't gone to that stage too many times but even if you look at clubs being uh, playing at the, at the highest level in asia we are long long away from that that position and uh, that is what is going to be hurting us if you really don't have uh, the the competition experience of playing against the best in asia at the club level it becomes very 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 much more challenging at at the country level as well yeah and uh, one particular fact about the clubs uh, you know usually uh, doing well in asian stage or uh, asian cup uh, it it's signified by how many west asian teams you beat whether it's at uh, a club level or it's at a uh, national team level uh, we haven't beaten any west asian club since the last time we played asian uh, cup and uh, last time's asian cup was a culmination of efforts like the team stayed together for 7 months they went on exposure tours played tournaments uh, had uh, different kinds of preparations and it all led up and amounted to zero we we got zero points out of it and it, that's that's what i think uh, you know tells you that's that's the reason we can't get those players back or somebody with experience back because they were not thinking about tomorrow everybody all the best experienced players built up to it and uh, they they gave all out they gave everything at that uh, 2011 asian cup you can't say like they they didn't try they they literally tried their uh, hearts and kidneys and lungs out it it didn't work 
and that that tragedy i think stayed with us i think sunil chetri bears that i think subrat paul also bears that he earned that nickname of uh, the spider man in that uh, tournament but that was in a game where he conceded four goals against australia so it it's uh, it's a scar i think uh, in in terms of uh, their playing experience maybe they will uh, learn something from it and impart it to the juniors or it can turn out badly where the scars are borne by uh, these junior players for the next 5 6 years and that's not going to turn out well for us yeah. which so which just yeah. going back to the point that uh, you know where we you know at least Stephen Constant can boast about the debuts being given to so many players it's not going to be helping at this stage yeah. it it looks good on the cv it looks good on a stat- statistics but at the world stage i think experience is what matters most and you know going going through, through that pressure that high pressure game once in four years you enter a tournament and you miss out on the last one so this becomes even more challenging for the younger players because they're not used to that pressure and you know even the st- even if you talk about your domestic league it's not really going strong when you have less a number of teams over the years it just you know reduces the number of games that you play at the highest level in your own country so that really brings you know, it doesn't bring your level of playing time up to the standard that we are entering in this tournament exactly And, just yeah. just as an example thailand uh, the team that we think we can beat maybe uh, they have 20 clubs in their league and uh, they play 38 games each team plays 38 games just in the league plus they have cups and everything else we have two leagues and everybody plays 18 games per season so a player plays significantly less amount of football uh, every season and still we don't really play more national team games than thailand does at, at this point uh, really yeah. so it's and you have yeah. thailand being invited as friendly nation to play you know uh, matches for practices uh, where, and it's the other way around we've got to invite players uh, you've got to invite teams coming in uh, some of the countries they've heard of before yeah. and you know that's the situation because we're not playing enough and only when you play enough you get to your 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 level of experience increase and you have a better chance of facing pressure at the higher situation yeah and part of the uh, equation is also earned respect in football that's a big deal you know it's not like ipl ki acha chalo kolkata versus mumbai hai so everybody get get hyped there's a there's a movie star or some famous cricketers playing it's if you want to if you want a friendly against a good team you have to show that you have beaten some good teams right in the past thailand have done that india yeah. haven't really done that uh, since puerto rico uh, and uh, you know got that win against uh, myanmar uh, away from home since then not a big deal myanmar is not here myanmar is not an asian cup level team you know uh, who have we beat in the last few years who's in the uh, asian cup it's kyrgyzstan is the only team that i can name who's in the asian cup uh, that we have beat in the in the last uh, 12 months so it's it's not a big resume that we can make up maybe maybe and this is where uh, the the intercontinent has become so important we have new zealand coming over we have south africa coming over chinese taipei is not that big of a name but if we do well against south africa maybe that that lets us score some friendlies uh, against some other teams you know yeah. uh, because otherwise we're just going to get non asian cup level teams and it's it's a vicious cycle that continues un- until we break it and maybe uh, you know intercontinentals maybe asian cup uh, is the is the platform to break it 
but just just go with your guts here kevin can we win a game <laughs> no that, that, that's a, that's a question but it's more of a more of a you know it's a mirror it's not even a question that are we fit enough to you know compete at this exactly. level with the best uh, i think our preparation is way way behind from from even uh, considering a win mm. yeah i mean uh, we have had uh, you know constantine talking about fitness level of uh, the players uh, after they play in isl i league it's it's way down and uh, every time uh, he convenes a, a a camp after a long while uh, he puts a lot of emphasis on regaining that cardio level uh, or, or that uh, stamina it it's just you look at thailand team you look at bahrain you look at uae everybody will outrun us hands down you know it's if even if we have a chance against thailand we're saying that uh, on the basis of some individual uh, you know talent maybe eugenson maybe jj maybe uh, sunil chetri delivers maybe uh, you know uh, gurpreet has a like superhuman night and saves all the shots a kind of win that we got against kyrgyzstan uh, in kantirawa that's what we're hoping for in the end isn't it yeah 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 that's correct no when you look at Uh, the strengths in your team it really doesn't match up to uh, a winning team i, I can still imagine a, a draw with bahrain but that draw will have you know one sided statistics you have you know countless shots on goal or, or on gurpreet's goal and you have you know every shot being saved and on the other hand you probably have you know some top class defending from jingan and anas to you know get that uh, goalless draw apart from that i i don't see a fighting i don't see an equal level of performance to get in the points that we want to it's probably going to be that you know day where your opposition has has the worst luck and india has you know that uh, mighty luck factor favoring them and probably you get in one point uh, which might just be en- ending up uh, india seeing as the, one of the best third place team yeah so, I, that again that, brings that, that is the luck factor hope. Yeah, yeah, that is your only hope. Again, that's a luck factor. That's going to go on goal difference because I don't see India finishing top two. I mean, sorry guys, uh, I I just don't see it. Just being honest out here, uh, it's it just does not look good for India at this moment. But uh, hopefully, something will happen. Maybe you know, uh, if if anybody can change our mind, it's it's our players. Maybe we do well against South Africa. Maybe if we get a draw against South Africa, maybe that changes our minds. you know uh, then then everything just starts falling into place maybe we are just uh, about to see a rise uh, that will happen over the next next few months not not the you know calculated uh, targeted rise in rankings that we saw it's 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 an actual rise in performance levels uh, how how much of a chance do you think uh, there is of that happening uh, it's all down to the preparation uh, you know intercontinental championship is one part of the preparation the camp will be another part you know if if i able to replicate uh, we can obviously uh, play in the conditions that uh, you know come january we will be facing in uae so that is going to be a tough weather conditions to fa- face for any country and especially uh, india who've not been playing too many international matches that's going to be a big big ask and again the indian continental championship happening in our own nation so that really uh, you know doesn't add to the difficulty factor so getting that uh, preparation right the camp right probably you know play another friendly going into the tournament will uh, be of big help 
Yeah, uh, I think up, yeah. I think I think they need to pull a 2011 again because uh, see the league season gets over, get them back together in uh, you know we, we're gonna get them back together for June and don't separate them like June we have the uh, Champions Cup sorry uh, inter- intercontinentals then we're gonna take a break probably for the World Cup uh, but make it a three week break. get them back in uh, prepare for the saf championship at this point the saf championship honestly seems like a liability because we're again going to play against uh, uh, you know teams that are lesser than uh, asian cup maybe that's a good opportunity for player rotation but till the end after that saf championship ends we need a friendly or two before uh, the players go away for uh, their league season it's an opportunity for us to have a three month long uh, window where we keep the national team together let's see if they take it we will bring you more updates on this as the situation progresses uh, and uh, we get closer and closer to the big tournament that we have all been building up towards for years the asian cup right now it's time for a short break on the other side it's the dreaded topic uh, that i am still not sure i want to talk in detail it's what's happening at east bengal and mohan bagan stay tuned yeah It's Avim here. Let's go. We the Avim kids on the block over here. Just the talk, taking a break from producing all day. Coming on this podcast cuz we got stuff to say. Avim Daily is the name of the show. Monday to Friday we ready to go. Talking about stuff in our head. We might even talk about our favorite brand. Signing out. It's Avim here, the podcast network that's in your ear. Catch IBM Daily Monday to Friday on the IBM Podcast app or wherever you get your podcast. We're back here and you heard the break, you know, IBM Podcast people do a really good job of, you know, putting together really interesting adverts and I, I sometimes uh, that's the most enjoyable part of the episode, you know, that that ad break that happens in the middle. But you know, some people who are who are just desperately not creative and and lack that critical uh ability of thinking creatively thinking ahead looking ahead to the future and preparing for the future i'm i'm talking about these club officials man these east bengal and mohan bagan club officials and i'm i'm speaking of this with pain uh, there's there's no sarcasm here there's no animosity here uh it's it's just i'm saying as a fan how how long we're going to see this drama how long we're going to see this abominable unprofessionalism unfold in front of our own eyes and that is that is nothing but a source of shame at this point there is a there is a amount of pride that i take and uh, sorry kevin if i'm going on a little bit of a uh, emotional monologue here but there's a little bit of pride pride that i take that you know east bengal and mohan bagan especially mohan bagan is not just owned by somebody is not owned by a corporate entity that you know there is a amount of democracy here that people vote in whoever runs the club and that decides who's you know which direction the club is going to be in but it's it's so obvious at this point that the system is no longer working it's been corrupted from from within it's been corrupted by people who want to stay in power who take social equity out of being in power at East Bengal and Mohan Bagan and this might be a little bit hard to understand for people who don't follow these two clubs uh very keenly that w- what does it mean that 
a club is going to have an election and that's that's going to have big ramifications that's because you know east bengal and mohan bagan are social forces in west bengal right you have the dynamic happening that uh, the refugees uh, who came in from bangladesh uh, after the partition uh, who mostly support east bengal so and uh, the people who were already you know native to to that part of the land to that part of bengal they mostly support mohan bagan there is a clear social division on that line and uh, when you have these social divisions of course political parties use it uh, it, it there is a you know there there's still some people who don't want to marry their children to the other side like the ghoti and the bangal ghoti of course being mohan bagan bangal being east bengal and when you have two clubs which represents this divide you know this this uh semi animosity that uh, or or that passive aggressive interaction that still happens uh, in the in the tea stalls or inside an office or on the road when somebody just uh, identifies somebody's accent and thinks okay you're from that side so you're not the same as me uh, it's it's a, it's a dark side of bengali society but for better or for worse these two clubs have embodied them and also you know, although while there are lots of bangals who support mohan bagan and lots of ghotis who support east bengal and lots of non bengalis who support either club the clubs have these social elements in their identity and when that happens since this is a politically charged issue of course you're going to have political intervention happening within these clubs especially because we have a democrat semi democratic system where the members vote to decide who runs the club so if you're thinking about bengali society or especially the elite society in kolkata if you're somebody who's in a position of power within east bengal or mohan bagan or mohammedan sporting you have a certain amount of honor or certain amount of power in in the society it's it's that's why that's why i said the word social equity right you get uh, invited to <clears throat> different uh, uh, smaller clubs who are holding their uh, let's say annual functions or something you get honored just just for being associated uh, for that club it's a privilege basically it's a social privilege and because it's it is that way because uh, you know it, it, people just look at you when you are part of wisping or the mon bagan as a rep- representative of that huge 100 year history you know so since that power exists there are people who use this power for personal gains and they will do anything to hold on to power this happens in east bengal this happens in mohan bagan even in mohammedan sporting but right now it's it's especially true for mohan bagan because we have two factions warring for holding on to power and the club is probably going into elections but again the system is so rigged again the it just doesn't make sense for somebody who just genuinely loves the club and just wants to see the club go in a better direction it just doesn't help to see the the people who have run this club uh for so long just warring against each other just because they want a larger share of that power you know and and again of course political involvement and politics and uh, club football in east bengal and mohan bagan have gone hand in hand uh, so many former players Uh, stand for political parties and win you know just because they were popular as players just because they have that club name associated with them uh everybody knows 
and I'm just going to go out and say it. Everybody knows East Bengal have had uh, historically, not anymore, but uh, during the heydays of 80s, 90s, uh, early 2000s, East Bengal had a very intimate connection with CPIM, uh, the former ruling party. Lots of the major leaders, like the former chief minister of West Bengal, Jyoti Vasu, Buddhadev Bhattacharya, they were all East Bengal supporters. It's an open thing. Current chief minister of West Bengal, uh, Mamata Banerjee, she comes from a Mohan Bagan supporting family. It's an open secret. Although she never comes out and says it, but she's a Mohan Bagan fan. Her entire family is. Her brother, Babun Banerjee, is a part of the executive committee of Mohan Bagan. Right? So, Mohan Bagan uh, was mostly associated with Congress and later a faction of that Congress party uh, formed Trinamool Congress and it mostly, in the, over the last 20 years, I'm saying, uh, the equation was a little bit different if you go further back, and I'm not the most major history buff or nerd or whatever you want to call it. So if you want to find out the whole political history of East Bengal and Mohan Bagan, there are books about it, but uh, most of them are in Bengali. So I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to mostly a non-Bengali audience here who are just finding out this out, who are, this is a 101, because... It's, it's necessary to understand what's happening over there right now. So, Tutu Bosu and Anjan Mitra have been running the club for over two decades together. Uh, and they have both their own followers who, again, work together so far. They took the power over from Dhiren Day in under, under less than ideal circumstances. But again, th- that is something that happened. There's no point going into the details of that. Let's, let's come to what's happening now. Yeah. What's happening right now? What has changed in the uh, in the last thirty years that has completely transformed the landscape of Indian football? ISL, no denying it. ISL has come. It's no longer just I League. East Bengal and Mohan Bagan are no longer just uh, you know the the monopoly powers out there. And for the first time, East Bengal and Mohan Bagan are both facing this challenge to change. They need to become more professional they need to become uh, you know more corporatized they need to have professional people running the clubs rather than just people who have been voted in who just happen to be popular among some people the stakes are much bigger you know it's no longer just 5000 members who are at stake it's it's the future of the club it's the is the stature of those clubs in asian football that we're talking about but when that happens you have a situation where professional people will come in and run this club but so many of the people who have been in power so long who are not really qualified to be in that position they will get kicked out you know whoever buys in as a sponsor will want their people on the board on the new board whoever is uh, they, they will want a professional CEO and all that stuff so people who were running the club so far and reaping the benefits social financial and various other benefits of being part of these clubs a lot of them will get kicked out yeah and they don't want that and this is where the split happened Anjan Mitra and Tutu Bosu have been working together for decades who have been part of the club since their childhood basically they've been coming to the club and uh, you know growing up in the club so to speak and and that goes back 60-70 years they are no longer on the same side for the first time. And that's a seismic shift because Anjan Mitra has been the has been part something like you can say a political mind who uh, who took care of 
all the uh, you know diplomatic and the the behind the scenes stuff you know negotiations with IFA AIFF uh, and all that other stuff and uh, Tutu Basu has been the financial engine he's been the one who's been either financing the club himself or getting sponsors so now that these two major elements of the club who have been working together so far are now separate you have a situation where neither is complete and you have some officials who are siding with uh, you know anjan mitra's side some officials who are siding with tutu bosu's side and this is this is all based on personal loyalty not not mostly because they want uh, something good or or some some basically to put it bluntly they most of them are not ready to sacrifice themselves to see the club progress and and by progress i mean just shedding this old structure get in a corporate entity who's going to take over sell the majority shares if you have to they can't be doing worse job than uh, these guys have been doing and get into isl because isl is going to be the top division and the only thing that's stopping isl from becoming the top division is what's going on at east bengal and mohan bagan i know i'm i'm going on a little bit too much detail but bear with me this is what's happening and uh, this is what happened on let's come down to uh, contemporary stuff this is what happened on friday an executive committee meeting was called at mohan bagan and this was some sort of a power showdown between the bosu faction and the anjan mitra faction right and here's here's what it is most of the people agree that mohan bagan should change and become more professional and join isl and that's the view of the bosu faction right uh, sinjay bos devashish uh, datta had uh, who were major figures at the club had resigned before lots of other executive members were uh, submitting their resignation and that has been happening over the last couple of weeks building up to this and majority of the executive committee members i have now resigned right they they are no longer a part of the faction that's running the club basically the thing is though that the rules are depleted and skewed in in such a way that whoever is in power gets to keep power even if they have a small amount of uh the executive committee still with them like the math is still a little bit confusing to me but it was basically 16 to 8 when the executive committee convened 16 in favor of bosu and uh, eight in favor of anjan mitra right still anjan mitra could run the club because you need just seven executive committee members present at the table to convene a a meeting a quorum uh, as it is called officially ah. so you see why i'm saying the democratic system has failed it's because a minority can run the club how is it democratic if a minority faction can run the club if the majority of the club thinks you are not fit to run the club at the moment and anjan mitra let's face it he's old he's he's no longer the agile presence that the club needs 24/7 uh, it should be a full time job to run foot, run mohan bagan right so it was happening it it unfolded like a drama early in the morning people started convening at the club there was there were police present to avoid uh, you know to prevent any any scuffles or violence if it broke out there have been uh, some instances of violence that happened at uh, at the club in the past they didn't want to repeat and for us who were watching this unfold on the internet it was 
a question of seeing the executive committee members coming in and and finding out where they are sitting because the bosu faction was sitting outside in the lawn and the mitra faction was sitting either in the veranda or in the office and we were just looking at people coming in kidhar baithega are they going to sit in the lawn or are they going to sit uh, in the veranda then we know who they are with right and babun banerji being the chief minister's brother a major political presence he was the wild card because <clears throat> wherever he would sit would indicate which side has the blessing immediate or, or the temporary or the or the current blessing of the of the ruling government babun banerji comes in with a bunch of his followers most of them i'm i'm pretty sure they don't have uh, mohan bagan membership i don't know what they were doing here but he runs runs into the club with uh, you know dozens of uh, his own people and he goes out and sits in the veranda and that, at that moment it becomes clear that the ruling government at that moment is probably backing anjan mitra and this is all happening behind the scenes people are calling each other and trying to figure out uh, how to curry favor with the political parties uh, in order to strengthen themselves within the club here at this point uh, again we have a minority of the <coughs> club officials inside who are run, uh, making decisions for the club and majority of the officials were sitting outside in protest right and and still that minority is allowed to carry on and decide the policy of the of the club for the time being and and why that's concerning is that anjun mitra is is not very much in favor of joining isl at the moment because he he sees it as a threat the he sees change as a threat to his own position he uh, he thinks or he probably just assumes that if we have a professional uh management there will be no place for him or or the people he likes uh to be uh, in the, a part of that management and that's the only reason he he tried to uh, you know screw up the effort of uh, you know merging i league and isl or or at least like the uh, entering isl through bid process that happened last season he was the one who was spearheading this but back then he had uh, some of the bosu faction officials on his side this time he doesn't have that but he's still holding on to the power with a minority of the management and he's basically holding the club hostage to his own wishes and and you know as a fan i just want to see the club change i just want to see the club become better become professional become uh, you know there's so much that the club can do this a stadium it's not that hard to develop it to become a proper you know world class arena it it, it it's not going to take 5 years if they put their mind to it it doesn't take much to upgrade their residential academy to make it one of the best in the country they can do it if they want but they haven't done it simply because they haven't gone the corporate way which means they are always in the middle of a cash crunch trying to you know because of course they have to always make a team first team that goes for the title so all the money goes that way so there's not much left for for anything else so always in mohan bagan for the immediate results they screw up the long term and the long term vision right now should be to move to isl to to become more professional i it's it's been a very rambling long speech i hope i have 
explain the situation and the dilemma that many people are facing as as Mohan Bagan fans. And let's face it, entire Indian football is being held hostage to something like this. It's if East Bengal and Mohan Bagan don't change and become more more professional, then we can't have the restructuring the way we want it to. We can't have East Bengal and Mohan Bagan coming over to ISL if they, if they don't change and. As long as they don't change, we we are stuck with a split league system where I League and ISL are operating separately, and you know players are getting less matches, and we have this ongoing stupid debate about which league is better, rather than just wanting to see everybody play together in one league. And and as much as IMG Reliance want to keep independent clubs out of ISL uh, and and keep it uh, closed uh, and keep the franchise fee uh, system intact as as much as that is detrimental to the wholesome development of indian football what these guys are doing at east bengal and mohan bagan is equally harmful and and that's my piece uh, kevin did you get anything that i said and what do you do, what do you think of what's happening over there what i understand is uh, isl uh, as much as isl needs these two kolkata clubs it's the other way around as well Yeah, so when, yeah. They, East you, Bengal and Mohan Bagan need to be in ISL right now. Yeah. They should have been there last year. Yeah, right. So just just that, to develop the clubs because in uh, we have seen if as long as we leave these guys in power, they're not going to do enough to develop everything to to make the club better. They just want to stay in power, which is which is basically a stasis, uh, a state of stasis that they're uh, pursuing, which is keep everything as is. and we can't have that if we want indian football to progress if we want the clubs to progress it the, the idea is to get better not keep things as they are and what we have is clearly not enough right yeah so the consensus has to be you know arrived sooner than later and we know it's already been declared by the afc that isl will be the top division and the earlier the the, the official realize that you know uh, it's time to take that big step towards entering isl and making it uh, probably you know that is what we will idealize it to be a 20 team league so uh, if that happens and we will come at par at like many other countries in the asian uh, circuit that have at least 20 teams that means 38 games in the league plus a tournament which you know attracts uh, probably we host a tournament and uh, get in some countries in the neighboring countries to come and participate in that actually absolutely uh, yeah look so the, the, it's all yeah. it's all the long vision that you know everybody knows about it but that your political ideology comes in between and then you want to hold on to that you know financial power you want to hold on to that you know, power as a whole yeah if you give away if you you know just loosen up your grip on the club you know what happens next may not be under your control so that's all the dilemma that uh, the officials are having right now but the sooner they realize that it's for the good of the club it's the good of uh, you know one of the talked about clubs in in india and this been so long that we know that indian football is you know almost negligible if you just consider east bengal and mohan bagan out of the equation and so when we are heading towards a streamlined merged or probably restructured league this is very essential to you know have a consensus of yeah. getting all the clubs of, of it's not just uh, the, these two kolkata clubs it's all about the, the major clubs that can 
know, participate in the ISN. Yeah, it's see the only people who are holding this up at this moment, I think, are East Bengal and Mohun Bagan because uh, we have. I think most of the clubs are okay with playing in League One. East Bengal and Mohun Bagan don't even have to play in League One; they can play in ISL. Uh, and and the thing is, although we want. I league and ISL to merge right now, and we we should, uh, you know ideally we get a twenty team league. That's just not going to happen. That's that if that happens, that's going to happen over time as the as the uh, ISL as the top division grows and then opens up and uh, you know accepts new team just by merit. But but we have to get the process started. We can't we can't have a twenty team ISL as the unified top division unless we start with twelve or thirteen. And and to make it twelve, we need East Bengal and Mohun Bagan to step on board, and and just they just playing a musical chair with this this club uh, in Mohun Bagan right now because just what happens is that how Anjan Mitra played that in uh, in the meeting he he baited some political leaders after Numul Congress like uh, some of whom are ministers uh, in the state assembly by naming them as potential vice presidents and. What happens afterwards? Everybody declines. He 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 literally, you know, tried to bribe some politicians uh, by giving them big posts in the club and uh, get them on board so that the entire party would back him and and just keep him in power. And most of them are declining. Maybe even Babu Manaji will flip if if the if the if he sees that the zeitgeist is against the Mitra faction because. Frankly, everybody wants Mohan Bagan and East Bengal to change for the better. Everybody, everybody who doesn't have a vested interest in keeping the status quo, they want it to change. If it's not happening, it's it's because only those few people don't want a change. Only there are there is this maybe one dozen people, one dozen officials in East Bengal and one dozen officials in Mohan Bagan who don't want change, and that's why. millions of supporters are being deprived of this of an opportunity to see the, their clubs evolve for the better to have more money to have better facilities to garner or you know just harness the youth talent in east wing uh, in west bengal it's just not happening because some people want to hold on to power that's why i'm saying the the democratic system that we are supposed to be so proud of in east bengal and mohun bagan it's failed us maybe it has failed us because uh the membership system has been rigged uh and uh, too many uh, blind supporters uh, they're colloquially known as chamchas among uh, among the football fans the too too many of those are members so they will just always vote for the guy who uh, you know basically brought them in maybe it's it's because there's just lack of foresight among the members who who cannot uh, possibly think of uh you know who cannot possibly imagine what it takes to make the club better that that they have to make some sacrifices in order to uh, make the club change because these guys have been in power for 20 30 years this is the best they have done so far you know it, it it's just not going to get better than this unless we get professional help unless we get uh, somebody who who knows what they're doing in a 21st century football environment to run the club It's just sad to see this happening. Same story is happening in East Bengal as well, although it's not out there in the open at that at this moment. But seriously, man, it's just sad to see. <laughs> I just don't know what what else to say about this. Some are from you, Kevin. 
yeah so i i see again uh, what we talked about earlier as well uh, you know it, it's it's equally important for all clubs to come uh, streamline in into one direction for the betterment of indian football and it's it's the same for these two kolkata clubs who actually formed a major chunk of indian football it's like east bengal on one side and you have rest of uh, the clubs on one side obviously barring uh, bengaluru afc they are on a different level uh, so that that you know it, it makes up makes it so important that these two clubs you know follow and you know be in line where 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 indian football is headed to and it's because of a handful of people who you know you think that uh, you know the way that the club has been run over years is the right way to do it but we've seen that it doesn't take you anywhere when you do get into professional uh, way of working just just for example it's it's an ideal situation that how bengaluru fc was launched uh, four years back five years back and how they are in these five years it's just example that is to be followed by these two big kolkata clubs and i i think if that can be done in five years it shouldn't take a hundred years for uh, the, the club to make big progress yeah so it's it all just coming down to their uh, getting their professional help <laughs> and you know not taking your entire grip of the club probably just letting it lose at some areas and then seeing the results and then eventually Yeah, uh, think no, let, basically letting people who know their shit run the club. That that's that's what all it comes down to. You know, I just just ending this episode. It's been a long one. Uh, I I want to make a personal appeal as a Mohan Bagan fan who's neither here nor there. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not a blind supporter of either faction, right? They they both have their good sides and bad sides. But the club is going towards election in July, and make no mistake. what is at stake is the future of the club you know because how we act in the next 3 years is going to change the way indian football is in in the next 30 years so it's so it's an important vote and and if you i don't care who you vote for mitra faction or bosu faction but vote for whoever who promises or or vows to bring professional change you know ask whoever you're voting for will you get a corporate entity to pick up stakes in the club and run the club in a professional manner will you go along with it will you submit the bid in the summer of 2019 and become a part of ISL will you put more money into youth development will you allow bigger sponsors who demand greater transparency to come in and uh, help the club reach the next level if they say yes because in, in all of these are critical questions they have to say yes to all these questions whoever says yes vote for them because otherwise it's it's just very sad to see this east bengal and mohan bagan especially mohan bagan have been pioneers of east uh, of indian football and they have been leading the way to change indian football for the better this will be a shameful period in the club's long history where we failed to step up to the plate and did the opposite of what we are supposed to be doing what we are supposed to know you know represent in indian football it it's a sad and dark prospect to look at but that's what it's is at stake 
thank you so much for listening to us uh, and it's been it's been a pretty gloomy episode hopefully the next week is going to be way more cheerful and light hearted if you're listening to us on youtube uh, do not forget to like share subscribe uh, if you are uh, listening anywhere else you can listen uh, on the ivm podcasts uh, website or the app uh, you can listen to it on itunes uh, and other any of your favorite uh, podcasting platforms basically so we will be back again on monday next week i don't know whether i'll be in the studio or kevin will be but uh, somebody will be there to bring you the latest on uh, indian football uh, as we gear up uh, towards something cheerful uh, the intercontinentals that are going to happen uh, you know right here in mumbai so stay tuned for that thanks there she stands a podcast addict outside the bank having traveled several miles to get in with other poor souls like her the journey though daunting for this youngling will have some comfort because she has downloaded her favorite podcast you can see more of her species on ivmpodcasts.com your one stop destination where you can check out the coolest indian podcasts happy listening